Welcome to American Redemption, the show where the next generation of American patriots learn to fight back in America's toughest cultural battles. Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the American Redemption podcast. We've made it one quarter of the way to 100 episodes and I think today we have, I would say not everyone's most favorite topic to talk about, but definitely something that needs addressed if we're going to talk about the future of our society and how we're going to have a prosperous society going forward. So Andrew, would you like to introduce the, uh, just one, say hello to everyone and tell them, tell them how, how, how great you're doing and how back we are and then introduce today's topic. Yeah, we are, we are back after a little bit of a a extended break summer, you know, we want to be outside in the sun with our friends playing spike ball and stuff or, purchasing houses yeah it's you we we cannot lose sight of the mission but white boy summer is in fact back it's hot as ever literally everywhere and you have to get outside and enjoy your life because if you sit in a room you're gonna see uh Things about uh, the news talking about uh, insurrections in our country, talking about how the stock market is bleeding every single day, and there's doom and gloom everywhere, but only if you're inside. If you're outside, it's beautiful. Yeah. I actually have some great news. I'm very fired up because I just went grocery shopping. I went to Aldi, and- I got three packages of bratwurst, that's 15 sausages, mustard, and sauerkraut. Guess how much it cost? It's like 25 bucks. No, not even close, Stephen. $7.86. That's amazing. That is incredible. So that's a big win, especially in this economy. That shout out to my, my, uh, our our friends who talk about Aldi, got, got me going there like kevin and jackie basically that that's hey man that's i i got a whole grocery list there for like 80 bucks the other day and i was like wow i even bought like steak oh wow that's not too bad yeah i mean it's it's a saw it's a solid place man but i didn't know they were german you know they're german yes i did know that they're yeah. like and so is technically trader joe's is german too they're they're both split off from like actual German versions of Aldi. Who else? Well, could they be got, they, they're the year. You look at their uh, their whole system. The Germans leave it to the Germans to be that efficient. The shopping cart thing, like they've conquered shopping cart theory, because right. you lose your quarter, right. and no one wants to lose their quarter in this economy. And they make you bring your own bags because I, I carry everything in like two bags. I just I just big man like two big bags, and like I fit all my groceries in it, and it's like yeah, it's good. It's a good system. Uh, Also, I wonder if this happens in Europe too, but in America, sometimes you don't even need to use your own quarter because someone will see you walking in and they'll just like give you their cart because Americans are nice. Yeah, man. Anyway, enough about Bratwurst and the Germans and Aldi. Uh, 
tell us more since this was your your proposal for this topic it's a tough one but it's it's relevant it's in the news you know let's dive in tell us about it so obviously anyone that's paid any attention even if you were outside and you were enjoying yourself and the birds were chirping and you know sun was shining a harsh reality is we've had a series of violent acts occur in our country and everyone uh as as the, the news media loves to talk about they have started bringing gun violence back into the forefront of the conversation in our country we had the the issue at the grocery store in buffalo new york and then we also had the uh incident at the school in uh texas so yeah these are the two most recent events in in our in our news that have been brought to uh the forefront and we're going to dive into this topic today to address some what i would say are uncomfortable truths about our situation uh obviously we denounce heinous acts against innocent people it's abhorrent that these things happen in our country but it's a it's a symptom of a deeper societal problem that i don't think people are willing to talk about and they want to get into the age old like liberal debate of you know blaming guns and uh, not blaming uh people or individuals who act just heinously truthfully yeah, so what was your initial reaction what kind of emotions were you feeling when you first heard the news about these shootings so yeah i mean i mean you you feel a a pit in your in your stomach you really do i mean you're like wow like how can this how can this happen at like you know a grocery store because i mean we were just talking about going to all these like you know what if you were caught in the wrong place at the wrong time and some maniac just comes in and tries mowing down like what it was injured like 13 people or something like that and then you have the the school situation in texas and you have the situation where there's a uh, active shooter in the school and uh law enforcement just surrounded the perimeter and they didn't go in for a certain period of time and parents were literally sitting there like you know losing it because they know like that's that's their child in there and i mean some of them were to the point where they were ready to uh to to go in and you know uh take matters into their own hands and there was you know these are really tragic events but i mean to the point where these are always going to be spun by the news media. You almost feel a little bit of a, of a numbness to it. You feel bad because you feel like you're not giving it justice, but you know that there's going to be a political ploy put out immediately after the event. And then it, it's the thing where they're like, oh, so you don't like care about uh, 
uh, uh, dead kids or people who are injured at a, at a grocery store. And you're like, no, that's not entirely the case. That's not the case at all, but you know what they're doing. They're, they're actively manipulating the emotions of a population after a tragic event to try to, uh, enact changes that are harmful to good citizens. Yeah. That's a lot of the same stuff your everyday American feels. I feel too. Like when I first saw them, obviously I, I'm like, you know, we feel grief and anguish. It's, it's devastating. And then that switches to like me feeling like I need to start carrying my weapon, my gun around more because you never know when this is going to happen. And it's terrible that we live in a society where we think like that, but it's, it feels more dangerous than it did 15 years ago. We, the shootings happen more and more frequently, or at least they appear to because the news talks about them more and more. Yeah. And so you start thinking, okay, what do we do about this? How can we stop this? Like, why does this keep happening? And yeah, there's some sketchy stuff, you know, maybe incompetence from the police, but there's more to it than that. How do we end up with the situation where a young man wants to go into a school and shoot people, shoot kids? And that always leads to it becoming very politicized, which people are so tired of. We wonder, like, are they only talking about these events just to try to push gun control? There's other shootings that aren't put that aren't talked about on the news, and it usually relates to what the shooter looked like and and how they got their gun. You know, if it's like a, especially if it's a, a white person who got their gun legally, they're going to be talking about that all the time. So people are, you know, I'm frustrated with with the news, the news media, and how they always are putting spins on things, but also we do feel a little numb that this just keeps happening and, and nothing changes, but obviously gun control is not on the table. And I think that's the first thing we should talk about because I think that's the most basic, just very simplistic looking view of these situations. Like someone uses a gun to kill a bunch of people. Your lowest denominator person is just looking at that and going, well, we just got to remove the guns. If we remove the guns, they won't have anything to to hurt people with. They won't. There will be no more mass crime, no more giant mass violent crime. And I think that's a a silly view <clears throat> for a lot of reasons. Because there's one, there's other ways to hurt people, but I think it misses the root cause. Because we live in a country where guns have been a part of our culture for a very long time, and people have had access to powerful semi-automatic rifles for a long time. There was a time when you could bring your gun to, to high school. You could put it in your truck and maybe bring it into the locker at school or you would leave it in your truck. I had teachers that would talk about this, that they even lived through those days. And no, no, nothing like this ever happened. So what changed? Is it the people or the guns? The guns, and you know, there's been some slight changes in the technology, but they haven't changed that much. It's more so that something in our society has changed. There's no social cohesion. There's no connection with neighbors. We have more people than ever who are depressed, who feel a sense of hopelessness. 40 million people were prescribed SSRIs, which is a, a psychoactive drug, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. 40 million prescriptions for that in 2016. 
So we live in a society that is is full of mental illness, to put it bluntly. We have most of our everyday needs taken care of, and so instead we live in a in the world. And this is the tr- this is true in uh, Western Europe as well, where a lot of people's biggest problems are mental. The things that that I wanted to highlight as well that. Um, just the violence in, in our society stems from lack of societal cohesion. There, there's, there's no, there's no framework from which to unify the country. Cause I mean, they've pushed it to become, a a, a secular nation, a godless nation. And I think that's, one of one of the biggest things is that is that people don't have a have a sense of of faith whereas where yeah heinous acts and terrible things have happened in the past but people have have always pushed forward because they believed in god and they believed in in heaven and they knew that this this life was not the end but when you create a entire uh secular society that's built off of uh off of just pleasure it's oh well well that's it they can't enjoy like a long like x number of years left of just like uh i guess like just like consuming and like being like pleased like by by this life when we know that this life is not is not the end all be all right you're, you're touching on a lot of stuff we talked about with austin a couple of weeks ago the the pursuit of pleasure above all else that's right hedonism and it is very empty it doesn't lead you to a fulfilling life and then on top of that we locked people up for two years over a very mild virus and took away people's jobs, people's access to friends and family and to social activities. And a lot of these shooters from the recent news events were late teenagers who had a lot of that important time in their teenage years spent locked away without much social interaction. Yeah. Teen, teen suicide, uh, rates i i'd have to get the exact numbers on them but they were they went on the rise uh post uh post covid i don't know what they are now currently as we sit in 2022 but when when the lockdown lockdowns happen it was it was very bad for a lot of kids who were barely getting enough social interaction as it was when you know society was open and available to them yeah and something else we should discuss is the role that psychoactive drugs play because there's a lot of prescriptions out there and and think about what those drugs are doing they are doing something that we really do not understand we really don't know the ramifications of they're messing with brain chemistry and yes some people have benefited from these and some people really have imbalances in the brain and, and they get a lot of relief from it but it's not something that this many people should be on 
for this long. 40 million prescriptions in 2016. That's unbelievable. And, and many people were on these for years or is that just in the United States? That was just in the United States, yeah. That's like that's like ten percent of the population. Yeah, it's it's nuts, and it's similar in Europe. I think they say Denmark is the happiest country in the world, and it's also the country with the highest rate of antidepressant usage. So that's pretty funny. That's pretty sad, but yeah, this is crazy stuff. This is changing the brain chemistry, and it's even more alarming when you think about we're doing this to young people who aren't fully developed your brain is not fully developed at least in men until they say age 25 obviously that varies and that's also why it looks like the some of some of the side effects of these antidepressants are are most harmful in young men uh, there's a lot of studies that have found some link to some of these antidepressants and ADHD meds and violence. And it's not everybody, you know, there's no, no one saying that everyone who goes on antidepressants is going to become violent, but yeah. there's a track record of, of these shooters also being on some kind of drug. There's a couple different studies that we're going to have in the description, but uh, there's one where they just went through and looked at a bunch of the mass shootings and found a big list of those who were of, of the shooters. They found one of them that were on some kind of of a psychoactive drug. And then there's a couple studies. Uh, there was one where they were looking at the FDA's adverse uh, events list, similar to what they do for vaccines, but this is for for drugs. Uh, A E R S, it's called, and they found that they're of all the drugs that have been linked to some kind of of uh, violent crime or violence in any way, there's 31 drugs in particular that are linked to 78.8% of all the violence. So that's not saying that all violent crime that is related to these drugs, but of the cases of violent crime that are linked yeah. to... There, there's, there's, enough, there's enough correlation that there's a... Uh... Yeah. There's a cause for concern there. Yeah, and so 11 of these are antidepressants, three are ADHD drugs, and six are sedatives. And then there was a Swedish study, it was a, a cohort study, where they linked SSRIs to violence in young men. Uh, they found that the absolute risk of violent crime is, was 1%, but then when you look at the age group 15 to 24, that jumps to 3%. Three in 100. That's pretty crazy. So I, I just want to highlight one thing that you're that you're consistently saying here. What are you what are you consistently saying here, Andrew? Uh, I'm saying that there's a link between drugs, certain kinds of drugs and, and violence. Violence in who? Young men. There there you go. Now that was the, the first thing I wrote down, which was the war on masculinity and it's entirely a a the, it's 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 the slippery slope again i mean you talk about the war on masculinity where uh young men have a uh, lack of of fathers in their life i mean that that's another stat where you pull up how many uh, of these kids have an absent father in the home that's a good point. and then and then you go into the to the school system where where boys are are told not to be not to be boys and not to be masculine and to suppress their uh uh 
their just masculine identity just that they want to they want to be boys they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna rough house they're gonna uh they're gonna they're gonna fight from time to time and when when you when you suppress this and you know you you caught you constantly get boys in in uh in trouble or if uh, a kid that's getting bullied knows that he can't he can't fight back without him himself getting in uh serious trouble well 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 what happens when you take away all of the lesser extents uh, to to sort out a problem. They go to the furthest extreme to solve a problem. Oh, I I can't just you know the boy boys can't do anything in school. They can't you know like oh you you even like shove your friend like playfully like you could get like uh, a detention or a, or a suspension or but. Boys haven't been allowed to be boys. I mean, tr- truthfully, men can't settle their differences anymore. I mean, this happens out in the world. Uh, guys used to just casually get into, you know, you're in a different town and you get into, I know my dad talks about his, like, his past. He's been in, uh, not not <laughs> to say this is the best thing for you to go do, but he's been in bar fights and, like, multiple different towns and he left with i mean yeah maybe some like some scratches but not anything on his you know uh legal like record or you know everyone has a cell phone out and you know you you get into an altercation in one town well you get you get arrested like weeks or months later an entirely different town in in charged with something because someone took a video of you or something like that. And that's. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. That's a good point. Masculinity is totally attacked and demonized. And at the same time, there, there, and I'm not saying that these should be like the only outlets that, yeah, you should always like, you should always resort to violence. Like as, 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 no, no, I don't think you're saying that at all. I no, see, well, we don't believe in resorting like a, to violence. You're talking about like kind of like a rite of passage. Almost, yes, which but is no, like, no deterrence have been put up. Like if someone is causing a pro- causing a problem for you, you're not allowed to just to to settle that problem anymore and defend yourself. I mean, yeah. So yeah, masculinity is is attacked, and not at all coincidentally, men of our generation are are getting weaker. They're weaker than than previous generations by a lot even if you just look at something like grip strength that's grip strength of a a young man in the in the 80s versus now it's it's a big decrease and that's not that's just one metric there's many other and there's also like no i've been hearing this idea a lot that there's no rite of passage for men today like you just kind of graduate high school you go to college which for most people is just a way to delay responsibility and rack up debt and then you just are out there in the world without ever having like a very meaningful transition from boyhood to manhood so that's lacking what what did that used to be for a lot of guys that used to be that would be going off off to war but you know no one wants to go to war that's war is is just hellish but i think what that was encapsulating is that Men need some sort of struggle to overcome a challenge, sure. an adventure, 
and that's lacking. It doesn't have to be one that involves violence. And I think it's probably, probably best if it's not. I mean, you don't want most of your, you know, think about a father who had a peaceful life versus one who had to go off to war and has PTSD, which is going to be better for the family. That's yeah, another thing real quick. Yeah. While you were talking about the, the rates of fatherlessness, I looked it up real quick. Uh, of the 25 most cited school shooters since Columbine, 75% were raised in broken homes. So that's, that's pretty comes, evidence. The, I mean, yeah, yeah. Those, those, those are the, the biggest things. Uh, yeah. Lack, of, lack of fatherhood, the mas- uh, war on masculinity, mm-hmm. uh, drugs, yeah, specifically like anti antidepressants, and lack of societal cohesion is is yeah. e- exa- exactly how we've. So, what do you think uh, a rite of passage could be? See, now that th- this is in, in our in our current time, this could be something you know like. Uh, like a like a camping trip. I mean, I think sports are a very good microcosm of life for kids, especially if there's like not like not participation trophies involved. Be like, you know, you have to strive for excellence in a particular uh, thing. But yeah, competition is 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 healthy for kids. I mean, they they learn how how the world. Uh, is I think putting them in something like like martial arts is is, is good. It teaches them uh, teaches them discipline, teaches them self defense. Yeah, so it doesn't have to be some big grand thing, although that is definitely cool. But it's really just don't sit on your couch inside watching. Yeah, TV. Don't, don't don't yeah don't 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 let the don't let the schools. Uh, raise your kids exclusively and don't let the TV raise your kids exclusively. I mean, they have to be put out into the. Uh... Yeah. Those things should be limited. Yeah. Very, and I mean, I mean, and, and if, if you know how to train martial arts, you could be their martial arts instructor, or if you play a sport, you could be their coach in, in a sport and you could have an active role in their, in their life and in their development. I mean, yeah. that's uh that that that's that's huge, but I mean they they have to understand, uh, they 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 have to understand right and wrong. They have to be given, uh, a good view on morality by their, uh, by their parents, and they and they have to they have to be challenged. I mean, yeah. Oh, speaking of morality and like martial arts and all that, something. Jordan Peterson has said a few times that I think is really cool is he said, you need to be dangerous because there's no virtue in being good if you're really weak because it, yeah. I mean, what other choice do you have? You can't be strong. You can't be truly virtuous if you're, you're weak, not just physically, but, but mentally and all these things, all the different aspects of strength, you know, you're, you're not really making a choice to be, to be good. Yeah. But if you're dangerous, if you have the capability to do terrible things and to hurt others or to just brutally pave your way through life, not caring 
what happens to those around you, whether that's in business or, or just, you know, making your day through the grocery store or whatever, but you choose instead to be good. That's true strength. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Agree. And, uh, I, uh, when I, when I get fired up or like, I feel good in the morning, like I, I, I like quoting the, uh, uh, there's this one, uh, football player a couple years back when they, they like interviewed him and like asked him like how he, how he felt about like the game. And he said he woke up feeling dangerous and that doesn't have to mean like, Oh, I woke up like with like bad intentions today. It's like, I woke up today and I'm locked in, like I'm ready to take on like, yeah, I mean, ready, ready, to, ready to take on the day. I woke up feeling feeling dangerous. Like dangerous I, doesn't necessarily mean bad. Yeah. I don't think. I think it's you have like, to keep to the like, purpose. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna conquer what's in front of me uh, today in in a, in a positive sense. Yeah. Right. There is a directionality associated with danger. Ex- exactly. Like that's why they have they have caution signs. You can you can you can see it coming. Yeah. Like I mean, guns are dangerous objectively dangerous but that doesn't mean that the gun is bad it is about the orientation or even just like a car driving a car is dangerous it's dangerous yes a lot a lot of the things we do on a day-to-day basis are dangerous that i mean with societal advancements and technological advancements like the risk has been inherently uh, taken out of them at, at, at each step, but that doesn't mean they're, they're still not dangerous. There's still some risk there. You know what I mean? Uh, it's yeah. like another, like, it's another like Jordan Peterson thing. He says like, when you think like you risk, like being, you risk being offensive. Like when you get up and like you move during the day, you get up and go out into the world, you risk the dangers of the world, but that doesn't mean that. Yeah. I mean, you can't just not go out every day or wake up every day just because of the chance that something like might happen to you. You have to. Yeah. That's something a lot of people in the culture have totally forgotten. I mean, well, yeah, every, 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 the people everyone who are wearing else, like, like masks in their car and, and wearing gloves to open doors. It's like, it, it, exactly. It's the, the helicopter parents. It's the, the bubble wrap people. It's they, they, you have to wear uh, the bubble wrap or or the mask or wh- whatever it is to to make them feel better about the risks that life entails. That, I mean, that's been the whole story of the last last two years. You have you have to make them feel better. It's the same thing by uh, affirming people in their in their identities. It's the same thing about. Uh, making them feel better about a disease that had like uh, a 99 point whatever uh, yeah so we've re- recovery rate it's it's the it's the exact same thing it's the same thing about the guns the the people that that want to have bubble wrap while living their lives who are never going to achieve anything always want you to be dropped down to the lowest common denominator yeah so i I think it's kind of like we in many ways have transformed into a culture that caters to the weakest among us exactly and yes there's a balance because i think we used to the reason for that is because 
you know, it was, it was a reaction to when we very much were not that way and, and you know, the weak, the disabled and such were probably not treated that well. It was hard for them to navigate through life, although there were different support structures back then that we didn't have, that we don't have so much now, like strong families and communities and churches and local charities, things like that. We lost yeah, that. I, I, so I mean, it's, that it's like the entire culture has to bend over backwards to. Yeah, and in the society was so overtly civil and nice, it almost became too nice for its own good, and now it's kind of backflipped. Where it's like, oh yeah, it makes sense to make uh, accommodations for this group, and then the next group down the line asks for accommodations, and then the next, and I mean. And it's, Again, it becomes we, where do you draw the line? Yeah, we talk about the slippery slope being vindicated. It's like this: this is what happens when you make too many concessions in a in a in a strong, uh, you know, mas- masculine based society, a, a, a strong uh, re- religious uh, moral based society. This is what happens when you make too many concessions. Yeah, I think you trace a lot of this back to like feminism and, and then weak men allowing it all to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's it's a subversion of, of what of what is what is right in in and in, in what is good. Because they will tug at the they will always tug at the heartstrings of your uh oh well you're a good uh uh, a, a good Christian or you're a practicing Catholic, like, don't you think like X and anytime someone who is not a part of, of your faith, who like overtly tells you like, Oh, I'm i I'm an atheist or, Oh, I'm this or, Oh, I'm that. And they use, they use like your words against you. They're, they're trying to subvert you. They, they yeah, that's, that's pretty much always going to be a trap. Even if they are, a fellow Christian or whatever, be careful when someone says, as a blah, 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 shouldn't you feel like this? Just tread carefully there and think very carefully about what they're saying and don't be led into anything. That's, I, I believe that's some type of, of logical fallacy, but I'd have to look. Yeah. That. Yeah. And I, I mean, this, this, uh, lar- largely, I, and I mean, it falls on, on adults and people in positions of power in, in the, in the society, because, you know, the, kids by their, their nature don't, don't know any better. And, you know, they don't, they don't want this, you know, how, how, how many kids did you see struggle, struggle through the last two years? Because, their, their lives at a very early developmental age were, were, were put on hold for the sake of, of. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how much the kids will know how much they're impacted by it. Just like we don't know. They'll never know. Yeah. It's like we are so impacted by screens and technology and we don't, we don't even know, but there's some concrete examples. Like I, I have a friend who's a teacher, first grade teacher and she has a student who is disabled, mentally disabled in some way, and like was seeing all these people who would smile, but they're wearing a mask. So all he would see is the, the eyes. When you smile, your eyes, you squint a little bit. 
So he saw that. He saw people squinting, but he didn't see them showing their teeth or smiling with their mouth. So he thought smiling was just squinting. So after the masks were taken off, he would smile at people, but he wouldn't move his mouth. Straight face, like his mouth was neutral position, but then he'd just squint his eyes. And for him, that was smiling. That's extremely damaging. That's what happens when you don't let kids see each other's faces. Yeah, it's it's seriously yeah, and a, a, pro- a problem. Yeah, I told I told someone at work that story, and he just laughed. He thought it was like funny. He was like, "Ah, ha, ha, poor kid." I was like, "Whoa, what kind of reaction is that? You're not like upset about that. You're not." Heartbroken and angry that this these kids. Yeah, his his, his life his table. life is his life has been altered, altered forever. And I mean, I th- I think I think I think that's the problem. It's it's just it's it's adults that have a a whatever attitude about the. But I mean, again, that goes back to the the, the societal decay and the instant gratification. Now it's oh again, that's why the the birth rate is so low. It, it, it's it's like oh i'm i'm just gonna live for the pleasures of this world and you know darn the consequences of of what comes after me because you know i don't really care that much and it it's it's a harsh reality i mean i see it with a lot of people every day it's it's tough yeah it's it's bad but there, that's still just a segment of the population i see the people who were raised with good values or, or who see what's going on because of their own accord, just kind of looking around, are very much going the other direction. And we're going to have two very divided cultures building even more so. No, we 100%. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when you have like a portion of the culture that, you know, doesn't want to have kids or if they do, they only have a few and they wait till they're super old and they just live for their fancy electronics and their expensive cars and their fancy titles and fast food and all that versus the ones who are who are like having big families and and building community and all that it's just gonna being be, being self-sufficient yeah it's gonna be real interesting oh i 100 agree and i i think that's what we can i i think that's what we have to to look forward to is I think we're going to have two distinct cultures. And I think, uh, I think we're going to have a more, a more decentralized, uh, a more decentralized culture. I think there's going to be a push to, to homeschooling children. Yeah. It I seems think. like it. And it's going to build just like, yeah, we, we've been saying for a while that we do need to build new things. So we're building a parallel culture, which is pretty crazy to think about. I don't know what kind of country can, can keep on going when it's got like two very different cultures building in it. But we'll see what happens. Maybe one of them cannibalizes the other. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah, ours. Something, something's something's going to give it at some point, but I think we touched on pretty much all of it. Did you have anything else you want to? No, that's good. I think we talk about in, in closing. I think we, uh, no, no, let's just wrap it up. 
I didn't um, go on any. I didn't go on an unhinged rant or anything like no, that. No, you didn't. You kept out of your the cool. stuff that I wrote down. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, pretty, it was a pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I think we. Yeah, good discussion. What is our call to action, Andrew? Or do I have to give the call to action? Uh shoot! I didn't even think about that. Oh, how about this? You think about a call to action real quick. I have an announcement. Uh, merch is coming up real soon. We have yes, we yes. Steven working pretty hard on the website. He is yes. He is planning to have that done by the time this episode is released. So there's a little, yes. uh, a little calendar yes. for him. And then we have this is going to be you know all locally sourced except for the actual material of the shirt. We're not making t-shirts by hand, but our designer is my roommate. He's designing the logos and the t-shirts and all that. And then my brother's girlfriend is going to be producing the t-shirts with like a printing thing. So you can support a lot of local Americans through the purchase of one of these shirts. The first one is, uh, they're they're all with like quotes and stuff, mostly from Steven from our past episodes. So the first one that I've seen designed and it's, it's looking pretty good. It's, uh, it's that steak. There's a piece of steak with a American flag planted in it, and it says "This will defend." So that's especially for dads. It's amazing. Three-step plan shirt will be there. So ah, what, what what's the, what's the three-step? Do you have the three-step plan uh, prototype? He's like, almost yeah. I mean that one's pretty simple. It's just going to be uh, no. It's got it's got to be black shirt. It's got to be white letters. Okay. Okay. I will. Uh, Keep that in mind, and then I we'll like probably, that. We we'll got to get logo. like a very like yeah. We got to get a logo like like on the back, almost like like uh, Alex Jones like Infowars style. It's got to be like show up, look good, a post saying it's gonna be like American Redemption. Oh, that would be yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. That would be way too epic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh! It's gonna be some good merch. So all right, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. I'm gonna get my family to buy the merch because if they're if they're not gonna they're gonna have to support the podcast financially yeah, if they're yeah. not gonna if, if 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 you miss an episode you have to buy merch you hear that Tony if you miss an episode you buy the merch Tony misses like all the episodes so he's gonna have to buy buy the merch Tony yeah he probably you probably won't ever hear that but Stephen uh, all right give us that call to action our call to action is. To go out into this society, be a part of the parallel economy, the parallel culture that's being formed, and to uh, give someone a reason to to have hope. Don't be doom and gloom. Yeah, come it's, out. It's come very out. Uh, similar to what I was going to suggest for the call to action. Yeah. Well, go out come and build out. community. You need to build a community. Yeah, come out, come out, be high energy, go outside, uh, play spike ball, like Andrew said. Don't worry about the inevitable collapse of the financial system or anything else like that. Don't look at them. Don't look at your apps. Close them and go out and, you know, be be Christ's light to the world. Yeah. uh, Oh, something else I... I uh, meant to say earlier when you were talking about the masculinity is this is why we need the white boy summer. It's a way to just like get back to the roots for all the like uh, 
teenage and 20 year old 20 something men out there yeah, spend time with the boys go have spend an epic time fun. with the boys i don't spend enough time with the boys jackie tells me i need to spend more time with the boys so i am completely for the boys that's your greatest fault you got to be out there more this day forward i they they look to me for guidance and i need to give it to them good stuff all right, let's uh, let's end this so we can go go outside. I've got the the fellas coming over in a little bit for the bratwurst and some spike ball and stuff. So, oh, that's that's epic. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. All right, take it easy. <laughs>